When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Mike Heck here for MMAfighting.com, reacting to some big, big news on this Tuesday, following an initial report from UFC broadcast partner ESPN. The main event for UFC 279 on September 10th will not be a world championship fight. It will be, in fact, a welterweight matchup between Hamzat Shemaev and one Nathan Diaz. Now, the report has stated that verbal agreements are in place for this big matchup. Five rounds to headline the UFC's return to Sin City to the T-Mobile Arena. And yes, Nathan Diaz apparently has gotten his wish to fight out the final bout of his UFC deal, and he will do it in a big one against the surging Shamayev, who is coming off a big decision win over Gilbert Burns at UFC 273 in Jacksonville, Florida back in April. Diaz has been very vocal over the last several months, including a tell-all of sorts interview on the MMAR with Ari Helwani. He wanted his final fight. He feels like he's been in the grasp, if you will, of the UFC. And he wanted this fight against absolutely anybody. He even, I don't even know if he's joking about this, was saying, give me Adesanya, give me Francis Ngannou. Because he's essentially been on ice since his decision lost to Leon Edwards back in June of 2021, over a year ago at UFC 263. And now it appears he will get his wish. And apparently he's going to close the show in Las Vegas, September 10th. So there's a lot to unpack here. And joining me in doing so is the one, the only, the best friend, Mr. Alexander Kaylee. AK, here we are. We are living in a world where Hamza Chemaya versus Nathan Diaz is headlining a pay-per-view after all that has been said between Diaz Dana White, etc. Are you surprised by this? Not about itself. Not about itself. Definitely, it's something that has been talked about on multiple occasions. The headlining thing is a bit strange to me. Uh, I obviously, if uh, if Osmond Sterling and um, Dillashaw does end up being made for this card, I, I mean, I'm you know I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I feel like uh, you should have the title fight at the top. I get it in terms of name value. Nate is the biggest star of those four by far. Uh, and Hamzat certainly getting up there. I'm not sure how much mainstream cachet he has, but again, the Diaz side is very strong. And then, uh, you know, I think Sh- Shemayev is, is almost like 
it's hard to say mainstream, but definitely there's there's like a buzz. If anyone has has even seen him fight once, he's like a guy you remember. So so he has that going for him. Um, Dillashaw would be up there too, and then and strangely enough, the champion, uh, Alzheimer Sterling, probably has the lowest mainstream name value. Um, which again is, I would say, I would put that on the UFC. He'd been the prelims for so long before finally um, eventually becoming champion. So, uh, yeah, it's it's not surprising. Um, the bout order is what it is. Again, you got to put that that name that star power up there. I don't think a lot of people will be complaining about it. Uh, it. It is just weird because the UFC for so long kind of had this weird policy of like, you know, oh well, we have to have uh, we have to have championship fights headlining pay per views that we have to. Um, they broke that recently, of course, with Colby and and Masvidal, which was a good reason for it. Again, very very big fight name wise. Uh, did not need a title on the line. That didn't matter. Um, but again, there's been times where we've seen like we've seen fights moved or sorry, scheduled a certain way. And, and it's kind of like, well, why didn't they just put it on this card? It's like, no, well, they, this card needed a headliner. So we had to wait and they had to pick this opponent. So listen, if this leads to more flexible scheduling from the UFC, then that's great. Then I encourage it again. They really do not. They have enough star power, uh, guys with star power that they really do not need uh, titles at the top of every card. They don't need to make things for an interim title. They don't have to do that. Uh, that's something they would also do to make a main event, you know, to a main event, like official to make it UFC quality. No, it's a very cool main event. Some ways I'm kind of happy. I think that Nate Diaz is getting the fight he's wanted and just getting a fight uh, and possibly signaling the end of his UFC career and uh, a tumultuous like last couple of years to, uh, to his uh, relationship with the, uh, the promotion. I think this is absolutely perfect in a lot of ways. It's great for Shamayev because he sort of gets the rub, but he really doesn't need it because maybe it's just kind of saving face slightly from the Gilbert Burns fight because of the reaction from it, which I still don't understand because that was a super competitive fight with a guy who had just recently fought for the damn title and was coming off a win over a guy who had fought for the title twice and did it in pretty dominant fashion where when the fight was over, we knew that Gilbert Burns beat Wonderboy Thompson, and it wasn't all that competitive, especially with the grappling. So I still didn't really understand the reaction to Shamayev, how, you know, maybe he's not as good. He was overhyped, all that stuff. I really didn't understand that at all. And now he gets this opportunity against Nathan Diaz, a fight that, let's be honest, even though he's probably a giant favorite in this fight, Shamayev could just hang out and wait to see what happens at UFC 278 between Kamar Usman and Leon Edwards, because you have to think after this win over Gilbert Burns, he's probably next in line. So it is a little bit risky because while Shabayev, and I think best fight odds actually put something out that the, the current line on this fight, or at least the open line was Shamayev minus 1100 and the comeback on Diaz was plus 775. Diaz is a scrapper, man. And you never know, considering this is a five round fight, Maybe Diaz can pour it on in rounds four and five, and you never know. Maybe he comes out and gets a big win. So it is a little risky for Shamayev to take this fight, considering the position he's in. What do you think sort of his mindset is in taking this fight, other than, well, he's a big star, might as well get the rub. And what do you think the UFC's thinking putting this fight together? Is this a, let's just try to help Hamzat out, or is this a, let's send Nate out in the most painful way possible? Is it a coincidence that this has now been reported by, you know, first reported by ESPN, UFC's broadcasting partner, you know, is it a coincidence this has got reported after kind of this weekend where Dana got back from vacation, he got at, he had to do a lot of Diaz talk after UFC Long Island, uh, he handled it okay, depending, I guess, on your perspective of it, you know, kind of still, 
essentially doing his job of, uh, of uh, you know, maintaining that company line. Listen, uh, Nate Diaz doesn't want to fight. I have to offer him so and so many fights per year. Uh, that I have to pay him. If this happens, if this doesn't happen, etc. You know, it, it's. I, I don't know if it's a coincidence. You know, I don't know if it's a coincidence. It, it feels. This feels motivated by uh, Dana. Sort of. I don't. I don't. I, I don't want to give the media too much credit. Media fans, the fighters themselves. I'm sure. Um, you know, uh, uh, putting pressure on on uh, Dana White and the officials to make something happen. So whatever the reason, whatever the reason for it is, it's great. I don't think it's a risk for Hamza at all, uh, other than, you know, as risky as to take any fight. I mean, the Gilbert Burns fight was very risky. Uh, this fight's risky, of course, you know, just because, like you said, Diaz is so experienced. He could find a way to win. But it's such a favorable matchup for Hamza. And we had, I think, Mike, you and I had kind of been on the uh, side of, like, you know, maybe Usman should try and fight Hamza now. Uh, rather than wait for Hamza to sort of develop even further and become even more of a threat. Once it became clear that wasn't going to happen and that the wheels were in motion for uh, the Leon Edwards rematch to happen, then, then we thought, okay, then it became obvious, like, okay, Hamza probably is going to have to fight again. And uh, with respect to Nate Diaz, this is as close as you can get to, like, a, a stay-busy fight for Hamza, a, uh, a tune-up. Again, they don't really do tune-ups in MMA, but it's kind of a tune-up. And tune-ups can certainly go wrong. It does occasionally happen in boxing. I've, I've, I have seen you. I've, I have seen fighters like getting a tune-up fight before they're supposed to fight a star and they lose. But it's certainly rare. Uh, I think this is uh, the occasion where it, it will go as as Kamzat expects. He'll have some opportunity to uh, to style on Diaz, as it were. Maybe even uh, finish him would be amazing. I mean, because Diaz just. I mean, really, he just doesn't get straight up finished. It doesn't happen. But I mean, Hamzat might be the, one of the guys to do it. I just think he has a lot of advantages here. So, uh, no, I think it's uh, medium reward, high risk, and something that as long as he wins in impressive fashion, keeps him right in line to get the winner of that uh, Usman-Leon Edwards fight. Just a crazy situation. Uh, as you record this, Shamayev, through his management team, actually released a, a little bit of a statement, which it was tweeted out by Brett Okamoto of ESPN, which essentially says, let me pull it up real quick because I don't want to mess this up, but <laughs> we're talking funerals here. Hamza Shemaya provided this comment. I'm going to handle Nate Diaz's funeral with the UFC. So there we go. It's happening, man. It's happening. And apparently there's a funeral in place. So <laughs> what do you think the build's going to be like between these two guys? Do you think it'll just be just... How, is it going to be fun? Is it going to be weird? Like, how do you feel like the build to this fight's going to be? Because we're a little less than two months away from it happening. I think it'll be fun. I, I do think it'll be a fun one. I think uh, it's going to take a bit of prodding, I think, to get to get Nate Diaz to, you know, necessarily engage in sort of what we would view as like traditional trash talk, traditional fight build. Uh, he's never really loved that. He kind of got into it with Connor, but again, Connor tends to bring that out in people. Uh, we don't know if Hamza can do that yet. Uh, we certainly had people call out Hamza, and he's got again, he's taking you know some things out of the Habib playbook, so he can he's some of his phrasing, the way he says things, and challenges people uh, again. And with help of his management, you just read that statement out. Uh, uh, what did it say again? Uh, gosh, I was just looking at it, and you just said it. Uh, this is a fight. Oh no, uh, I'm gonna handle Nate Diaz's funeral with you. I'm gonna handle, yeah, yeah. That's a listen. That's a nice, quick, and dirty statement. Um, I think, and I think we're they're gonna kind of play up that angle. You'll probably be hearing that quote a lot from Hamzat um, as uh, as if you know English interviews come through. He's gonna be saying funeral, funeral, funeral. That's gonna be the. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think the UFC 
likes playing up a like morbid death angle to any of their fights but i do i could see them somewhat incorporating something of that into their video package kind of acknowledging that it's nate's uh, last ride as it were metaphorically speaking at least with uh with the with the ufc i i think they'll take advantage of it i think the ufc will be smart um i know uh, again they don't want to you know people might say oh well won't they want to kind of downplay the moment given that he could go fight for someone else and you're kind of raising his you know profile if you do this whole thing but listen if they've agreed to make it a main event clearly they're not afraid of uh still putting a little bit of promotional push behind behind nate diaz and uh, and i think you'll see it i think they will play up that angle and it'll be it'll be fun to watch last thing on this because there's going to be plenty to talk about between now and september 10th in your heart of hearts ak Will this be the last time Nate Diaz fights in the UFC? Uh, yes, it will. Yes, it will. Um, I think the relationship there has, has been pretty sour. I mean, look, money solves everything. Uh, winning can help things too. You know, if Nate Diaz wins, I don't know. For some reason, that might change things. Maybe, maybe he that beats would be him. so crazy. He beats him and says, "Guess what? Usman, Usman's been wanting to fight me or fight my brother. Well, now it's me. I just beat the number three guy, number three guy in MMA fighting global rankings. Give me the title shot." She's at, who knows? It, and it could happen. It could happen. So in that circumstance, I, I think if he wins, <laughs> there's a very good chance that he at least sticks around for that title shot. All right. And, and the UFC would, you know, wouldn't just let it be a one fight thing. They would have him sign like a four fight deal. You know, the UFC is smart like that. So, um, but since I am already right now and I'll stick with this till fight night comes around, I'm predicting a pretty convincing Shemaev win then yes, this will be the last time uh, Nate Diaz fights. I'm not even factoring a Diaz win possibility. I'm not saying it can't happen, but if you're asking me uh, yes or no, is it the last time Nate Diaz, the last time we see him fight in the UFC, I'm going uh, leaning strongly towards yes. This being five rounds makes this one a little more interesting to me, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I favor Shamaya for sure, but the extra 10 minutes makes it interesting. And Nate is so good at winning when he loses. It's just incredible the way he does this. He did it with the Leon Edwards fight. He lost 23 plus minutes of that fight and then has the barrage at the end and everyone's talking about Nate Diaz. He just needs to win one moment in this fight and not get finished. And he comes out smelling like roses in this situation. So September 10th, here we go. Hamzat Shemaev versus Nathan Diaz to headline UFC 279. And this is huge. This is big. And this is probably something that needed to happen because 278 needed a boost. 279, as it at least stood with the top of the card, Sterling Dillashaw is a very intriguing and fascinating fight. But if you're trying to get folks to pluck down 75 bucks to watch a card, another one, this is the kind of fight that that is going to get the casual audience involved for sure. But more on that as we get closer to September 10th for AK, I am Mike Hack reacting to this big news. Main event, all but done for UFC 279. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.